Hey, Scuttlebutt, a lot of people are quitting their jobs and then having nothing else to go to. What is up with that? Who are you people? And then you got other people like my buddy, Brett Poirier, no stranger to this show. He had a job as a general manager of a TV station, and now he works at a tanning salon. What the f- that we- is that- Yep, that's what it says it right here. He works at a tanning salon. It's a two-fold episode. It's a double whammy. You're going to get a little intel on how to properly leave a job, like a professional, you know, like being an adult. Not that you need to hear about it, but it's more or less we make fun of the people that don't know how to do it, right? And then also we're going to learn how to get a good tan because it's January and I'm in New England and I am pasty white and I need some color. All right, you ready to do this? We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebot. Hey everybody, it's Small Town Scuttlebutt episode 77. Today, if you're listening to it, the day that it comes out, it's Thursday, the 27th of uh, January, 2022. I am Rick, your host. Across the table from me is not my buddy Mike Page because... He's got, like, wedding planning, or, like, I think he's burning out. I think he needs a timeout. So, what do we do? We bring in the next best thing. Actually, this guy's probably better than Mike, right? <laughs> I don't need, know about he, that. He doesn't need timeouts. His name is, well, you know him. He, he's back in the basement. It's Brett Poirier. I went through what Mike's going through, so I know why he needs to take a break. I get uh-huh, it. He's, sure. like, three weeks out. That, yeah. You know? Like, this is a global show. Right. right, you can hear the show in any small town. In- How many Russians are listening now? There's about twenty Russians. It's That's amazing. Crazy. It's amazing. That's crazy. But you know what though? You know what? A hundred bucks. Well, they're downloads from Russia. It's because you have an Ushanka section. That's I, why. Holy shit! You know, I didn't. What an easy like two dots. You to have connect. an Ushanka and I, and I section. Like I know. It's uh, the trigger word. Well, the funny thing is, I, I'll bet you, you know, they're all like at the embassy. They're all, you know, right. U.S. nationals. <laughs> we jumped right into this interview. We really did. We, we came in, in. We came in hot. <laughs> okay, so let's tell everybody the reason why we're so freaking like hopped up. <laughs> it's because we ate a lot of sugary cereal and it's yes. the morning. It's We're doing one of these morning recordings and there's something, there's a vibe about the morning oh. recording. Like you've been here in the evening a couple times and it's like, hey, we've all had a long day. Right. And we're happy to be here. And it's a different kind of vibe. It's, ah, I can, you know, it's a pizza vibe versus a coffee vibe. There you go. Yeah. And (laughs) I kind of like the coffee vibe. Yeah. I'm on an Americano right now. If you're an, if you're an American, it's the fancy drink you drink. You have a Dunkin' Donuts cup. I do have a Dunkies cup. So it is donkeys and fancy don't usually go they in the same. They do not. And it is not a good Americano. Wait, are they, are they naming their drinks now? Like Starbucks? Well, that's what it is. It's called. It's an americano, and that's what's, an espresso, that? an espresso shot with yeah. hot water. So basically, it's Americans aren't fancy enough to drink your fancy European drink. So we right. pour hot water to water it down. It's the Bud Light of gotcha. of coffee. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't taste like crap. It seems like it'd be a watered down coffee. It's well because it's an espresso, so espresso is already like amped up coffee. So you water that down to be like a normal coffee, but with the effects of an espresso. Oh. Interesting. I yeah. don't know the science of caffeine. Me neither. I just, <laughs> I do I know made this. all of that up. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something? This I did learn this. If you go to Starbucks and you get the blonde roast, 
Do you know the blonde roast has more caffeine yes. than the dark roast? Yes, because they don't roast it out. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't I, it? And, and my, in my logic, I'm thinking, oh, you know, the dark roast, mm. that's a robust looking. The man. Yeah, let's, yeah. yeah, I want some more. Put on my flannel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, and now I realize, so like when you go order a blonde, you're actually getting more. Um, Fun. Fun. Well, yeah, no, you usually get more fun with, with blondes, as I've heard. Anyway, I don't know where that's going. <laughs> no, it's true, though. It's true. Blondes are more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I married a brunette. So terrible. So She's terrible. okay. She's all right. <laughs> My wife's blonde. Is she? Oh, that's right. Yes. Blonde curly hair. How's that? How's that curly hair doing in the it's summertime? Everywhere. No, she's it's uh, everywhere. It's she, everywhere. Is she shedding? Is it? It's every woman, right? All of us. And my wife complains that I shed too. She's like, "You do shed too." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, but your hair, like, I find it. Like, it's like I can lasso things with it." <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But like, yeah, she's got beautiful blonde curly hair. It's sometimes it's annoying because people will cross a room to compliment her on her hair, like mm-hmm. strangers. Yeah. And she is so shy. Like she's not like an out, I'm outgoing. We're sure. opposites. Yeah. And so I'm outgoing. People will come up and be like, oh my God, I just want to let you know, like I saw you from like across the room and I, I had to come tell you yeah. that you have beautiful hair. Can I touch it? Yeah. Oh yeah. And she'll just be like, oh, thanks. Yeah. And I'm like. You need a response. Like this happens so often to you that you need something you to say. Have, have a one liner. Let's work yeah. on that. What would you say? I mean, I always like to compliment back and be like, I, "Oh my god, I love your shoes." Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, look at your shoes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that shirt. You know, or it's like something. Do you mean it, or are you just trying to get it off of you? Like, I ah, think it's wait. a mix of both. I don't like lying to people. Yeah. Like, if I looked down, your shoes were like ragged. I wouldn't be like, "Look at those shoes," right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're like, "Oh, that's an insult." Yeah. But I, I would find something. I, my wrestling coach used to always tell me, "You can find one thing that's nice about everybody." There's, there's one thing that is nice about everyone. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't matter what it is. You can find mm-hmm. something. It's funny. Last week we had uh, Jeff Buell from Adventure Base Camps talking about the ugly baby thing. I, mm. I'll, I'll say right to it. Get a, you, that is an ugly fucking baby. That is, <laughs> uh, the, look at that thing. That thing is ugly. It's true. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen an ugly baby? You yes, just got to stare. It's tough. You got to look tough. at it. You got to be like, that thing. God, I, yeah. I hope that thing comes around. Yeah, it's I, tough. I hope this turns around. So, Brett, you leave a TV station yes. at a local level, and um, naturally, it would make sense for someone to go up to maybe a network, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, now you're at WCVB, Channel 5 Boston, right? And you're a producer for the the morning daybreak show or whatever they have, right? That wouldn't be logical. Like, oh, I see the career trajectory for mm-hmm. Brett, and he is that's well-deserved, and go get him, Brett, you know? But that's not what you did. No, no, you, it's not. You took another turn, and now you're working at a um, at at a tanning salon. Yes, a tanning salon. Yes, very different. And here's the thing: everyone right now is like, "Who? What? Why? Yes, why would you do that?" So this is but what let, I did. Let me stop right there. Yeah, because everyone has that question. I'm going to ask the questions and stuff that people are listening. Why would you go to work at a tanning? And you you manage the tanning salon. You're right. not, you're I'm not, not tanning. Any, no one wants me to tan anybody. No, you're not cleaning down the, the tanning beds. You're not the spray tan specialist, right? Right. You manage the store. Like yeah. you, you're running the operation. Um, does it insult you when people give you that, that weird look and say, no, what, why are you working, like questioning your decision? Because so, it's yeah. a personal decision that you made. And I'm going to be honest, like, it's your friend. Like we are legit friends. You're not just the guy that kind of comes on here. We right. go out to lunch. I appreciate that. Sometimes I show up to lunch half hour late. <laughs> like the <laughs> yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, Medfield traffic is a bitch. Yeah, right? it's terrible. <laughs> 
No, um, but my first reaction was, huh, okay. Yeah, as I, was everyone's. Yes, but but also I, I know you well enough to know that uh, whatever decision you make for yourself is, is the best one. So I was like, huh, not what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm interested to hear Brett's take. Uh, I'd like him to walk me through his yeah. thought process because this was an unconventional move. Um, and I think that's a respectful, honest reaction from a friend. I think so too. But yep. I get offended on your behalf when I hear you say that people are like, you do what? You work where? Why? So yeah. how do you react to that? I mean, that's going to rub you a little bit. So, all right. So re reacting to that, I'll, I'll do... I was at a wrestling tournament yesterday. This is I, I was telling you about this. I'm yeah. at a wrestling tournament yesterday. I coach wrestling. So I coach K to fourth graders. And uh, I'm sorry, K to eighth graders. Mm -hmm. And basically I had two parents sitting there and they're like, oh my God, like, you know, how's life going? Like, how's everything going? And I was like, oh, great. And they're like, you just got married. They're like, how's Medfield TV? And I said, oh, I don't work there anymore. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, where do you work now? And I was like, oh, I work at a tanning salon. And the two of them started dying laughing. They were like, oh my God, what this a is, joke. This is a husband and wife. This is a husband and wife. Parents of one of the kids that yeah, you that I am volunteer your time to coach yes. and, and, and rich yes. and and bring up and yeah. and they looked at me and they started laughing laughing like, oh my god like that's yeah. a funny joke hold on laughing at you or with you they thought they were laughing with me okay they thought i told a joke yes that's a joke that's a great joke that's a good one brad that's a good one brad yeah. Yeah. but and they she looked at me and she goes but seriously like what what do you do and i was like no no, no i'm the operations manager of a tanning salon like mm -hmm. that is what i do and she looked at me and she goes oh that's different. Like you heard the record go, yeah, you know, kind of like. And then the dad looks at me and he goes, "You're telling me my son is being coached by a guy who works at a tanning salon." I love it. So the wife kind of dials it back. She dials right? it back. The husband leans into yes, it. Yes, goes goes <laughs> full board into it. And yeah. I just looked at him. I went, "Yeah, yeah." And like, I'll take you down, bro. Right. And then he just goes, and like you saw like this moment in his brain where it broke and yeah. then fixed itself where he was like, okay, <laughs> like I know Brett, I know who he is. I know the standards that he sets and who he is as a person. Like, okay, like it's not a bad thing that he works at a tanning salon. Yeah. And so I've had that conversation now probably a hundred times. And sure. every time I have it, people look at me and give me that like, what? Yeah. And I have to just like, just give him a second and just be like. It's still Brett, though. Like, it's okay. You're doing that thing where you wanted to give your wife some advice. Like, have something to say when someone comes right. up. Like, people are always talking about your beautiful, blonde, curly hair. Right. And you've got nothing. Like, right. It seems like you've sort of developed your, yeah. your, 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 you're already, you know where this conversation's right. going. Right. I already know you've where it's going. had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I knew where it was going because I had that conversation, uh -huh. right? Yeah. I had that conversation when I was changing my job. I sat there and I looked at myself and I said, can I tell someone out loud? I said it out loud to myself. I said it out loud to my parents. I said it out loud to, to Caitlin, to, mm -hmm. to all these people. I say it out loud first and make sure that it sounds okay coming out of my mouth. And at first it didn't. I'll be honest with you. I work at a tanning salon. was really hard for me to say at first. And then why, I, why were you, um, is there embarrassment in that? Was there, what did right, I you do? Gotta, some some yeah, insecurity? You gotta, First of all, it was because I loved my job, right? Uh -huh. I, I loved my other job. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, sure. it was getting over not being able to say that anymore. Okay. But then, and you worked hard at that job to earn that, you know, you earn mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But then the next one is, yeah, you're not a man, right? There's that idea of like, I'm not a man anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I won't be considered a man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think like my buddy, he's an electric an electrician. 
there's no one on the planet that's going to question if you're a man, if you're tough, if you're an electrician, if you're in the trades. Sure. Right. I have to prove it now. Mm -hmm. I have to go out and you have to know me first and then put me in a half Nelson. And I'm like, I got it. Right. Yeah, I got it. You're a man. (laughs) But like, that's the thing is like, there's an idea that like your job is your identity and that's not the case. Like my, the fact that I, I work at a tanning salon is not who I am. I work at a tanning salon. I'm benefiting the tanning salon by being there. Like Mm -hmm. who I am is me. I'm Brett. I just happen to work at a tanning salon and I work my ass off for that tanning salon and I work hard Mm -hmm. and I, I hope that they feel like it is good that Brett works here. Yeah. That's what I want. Sure. Sure. And I mean, it basically you're in management, right? And and whether managing you're, you're managing a TV station, a uh, spray tan salon or the widget factory, you're still applying the X's and O's and, and, and the skills that leads you to, you know, hitting financial goals, right? Yeah. So it's, I get it. I get it. It's interesting. What's the name of the company? It's Pure Glow. Pure Glow. And it's in Boston on Newberry Street and it's in Wellesley on uh, Church Street. Oh, feel free to give yourself a plug. Thank you very much. I'll give you the advertising rate card afterwards. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) No, that one's on me. That one's on me. Yes, that one's one's free. Pure Glow. Ding, that one's free. (laughs) So anyway, so at, at Pure Glow, basically- I, what I realized, we don't sell tanning solution. We sell confidence. Mm-hmm. All right. A hundred percent. When you see someone walk in the door, every time they say that, oh my God, I'm t- I'm translucent. I'm so pale. I don't feel good. I don't translucent? look Translucent? Yes. People say that all the time. Translucent. They come out walking of our spray booths and mm-hmm. you should see the strut. I mean, I wish we had a camera from when they walk out of our spray booths to walking down the, the hall. It's mm-hmm. like people have this air about them the smile is from ear to ear the the actual feeling that people get Mm -hmm. is so addictive it's so addictive i get why women pay money to go to tanning salons to go to harris you feel so amazing everyone's feeling amazing everyone's fired up there's music playing like the the atmosphere is awesome you cannot convince me that there's a person on the planet that wouldn't enjoy that experience it's just you can't do it you can't experience like I went to a Taylor Swift concert. Similar idea. Get I, out. Which yeah. one? Which one? Uh, I went to the Reputation tour. And it was that at Gillette? It was at Gillette. It was awesome. And I, I defy you. Of course you. it was awesome. Do you know, by the way, that Gillette Stadium was her first live uh Was it really venue, her first like one? Her arena. Yeah. Yeah. Her first. I think it was her first arena. She's yeah. obviously played live yes, music before Yes, that, but, her, but her first arena- That's awesome. Was, was Gillette's here. pretty big for country stars. Usually it's like their first like sold out arena. Their first, you know, Kenny Chesney is like big mm-hmm. for Gillette. But yeah. anyway, so yeah. I would defy anyone mm-hmm. to go to a Taylor Swift concert and not have fun. It's impossible. Sure. It's impossible. She yeah. puts on a show that is impossible to not have fun. If any one of you walked into one of our tanning salons, you would enjoy the process. So, Brett, Brett, you work at a tanning salon and you go to Taylor Swift concerts and you're married to a woman? Yes. Just, okay. I yes. just want to. And she's hot. No, she's hot. <laughs> That's good. I'm, dude, good for you. Yeah, thank good you. Good for you, man. So, I, so here's the, the thought process is- I wasn't looking for a job. I was looking for what am I good at mm-hmm. and where can I fit? Yeah. And so if you change your perspective a little bit, mm-hmm. you can say, okay, you know, if you're, I'm a manager, I do really well with clients. I do really well selling, you know, like being a managing staff. I do really well, like organizing events, organizing things. Where can I fit that in? And this job role requires all of that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I don't care if I'm selling tanning salon. I don't care if I'm, 
I want to make people feel good. Yeah. And this was like day one of walking into the studio and like my first interview with them was like, oh my God, this is addictive. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And what an awesome thing to be addicted to is it's not harmful to your skin. Like it's the whole like thing. It's it's organic. It feels good. It's got aloe. Like when you put it on your skin, like it feels good. When you walk out of the studio, you're going to look good. And then you're going to take on the biggest day of your life. Right? So let me ask. It's it's spray tanning. Yes. It. What about the UV ray machine things? So we have LED light and we LED. have infrared saunas. Okay. So, so you have those things too. Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. So what we don't do is you don't lay down in a bed, mm-hmm. right? You're not laying down in a tanning bed, and it's also not a machine. It's hand sprayed. For ninety nine percent of our of the audience listening, the women listening right now, mm-hmm. they know what I'm talking about. The difference between a machine and a hand spray. Everyone else, just think of it like uh, if if a machine just sprayed you. Like it's difference between like if you hand car wash your car versus like if you just went through like a machine. Yeah, it's like there's always spots left if you just mm-hmm. go through a machine. There's mm-hmm. always spots, but like hand washing your car, like you're not going to miss a okay, cranny. Okay, right? let's, okay. So who your clientele is women. For the most part, there are a lot of men, and I think that more men would enjoy the process if they did it. All right. Straight men? Yeah. Honest question? Really? Yep. 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 They come in? Absolutely. And do you think you look good tan when you're in the summertime? Yeah. Okay. Do yeah. it healthy now. Just okay. do it as a healthy so, way. So someone's going to hand apply this mm-hmm. to my body. Yep. We have trained spray specialist. Now, this can get kind of intimate, right? Like, okay, so I walk in. I want you to tan my body. That means I take my clothes off. You go, ladies, I'm taking my clothes off. <laughs> He's doing it now. No, We're no, not come spraying back, come back. Now. Okay, okay, I'll put them on. I'll yes, put them yes, back on, guys. Do. Someone else is coming in, okay? Yeah. Someone else comes in. They take their clothes off. Um. So, yeah. So, you come in. You're going to undress yeah. to... What we say is undress to your comfort level, okay. right? So, if you wanted your pants on, leave your pants on. You don't have... Be careful what you ask. Right. <laughs> I come, you don't ask me that question. Right. I, will, I will be... Naked in your lobby. Yes. In three seconds. So we ask you to undress your comfort level. You come in, you get sprayed, um, and then that that's really it. Like Mm -hmm. you get you get a nice spray, it's a nice even coat. Um, we have five different colors for you to choose from. The first two aren't really tans. They're just colors. They're gonna make you look really good. Mm -hmm. And then the last three are gonna be tans. It's basically your base tan, then it's a little bit darker, and then it's the darkest your skin can go. Tanning solution is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's called DHA and it's dihydroxyacetone. And that is actually tanning your body. Mm-hmm. What that does is it, it manipulates the amino acids on the top layer of your skin mm-hmm. to actually have a browning effect. Okay. So there's actually like a scientific solution. Our owner, Lauren Rampello has actually like gone in and like designed her own solution. Like this mm. is her solution. This is pure glow stuff. You can't get anywhere else. Yep. And so... I was kind of like, I nerded out on that. Like I was technology before, like yeah. I was heavy into that. And I still kind of have that little bit in me. So like I did a lot of research on this stuff and like I looked it up and I looked up like what ours does. I think it's awesome. Like okay. it's really cool. So it's not manipulating the melatonin in your skin. No. And it's not a dye. Right. It's not a dye. Totally natural. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Natural. Good. Absolutely. Okay. Totally natural. It's an organic solution. Um, it's 90% organic. DHA is man-made. So in the United States, it's not organic. In Europe, they do consider it organic. Mm-hmm. But in any case, you go in, you undress your comfort level. We're going to put you through, uh, I think it's 32 different positions, basically all positions with your arms, with your legs. And we get you know nice and even spray throughout and basically you walk out dry you're going to stay dry for the next 5 to 7 hours and then you wash it off and then you are perfectly tan 
And that's the whole process. The tan, you don't walk, do you walk out like, woo, tan? Yes. You do. Yep. It, so there's a bronzer on top. So mm -hmm. what there is, is in the solution, there's bronzer, which is brown, and that's going to go on. And that's literally just so our spray specialists can see what's going on. What is actually really funny, what I think is is hilarious, because I like to go out to dinner with my my wife when we do this, is like, I'll get sprayed. And what happens is your your tan develops underneath the, the bronzer. Sure. So if you go out, if you get sprayed at like 12, by yeah. 7, you are like super dark. You're oh. like, you're dark underneath because you're tan, and then you have bronzer on top, and you are like super dark so yeah. i showed up to my <laughs> i showed up to like christmas and i had just gotten sprayed and they were like whoa like yeah, yeah. i was like three times darker than i should have been they're like right. what are you like yeah. and i was like yeah, yeah i uh i'm sorry it reminds me of the movie soul man I yes think in the 80s yes so that is not how you look you mm -hmm. you will look the way that our solution works is actually you're going to be it's a natural color, so it's always going to be something that is looks natural to your body. It's yeah. the way your skin reacts to our solution. So it's always going to be natural looking. Interesting. We're talking about the job market. You're a manager. Mm -hmm. People quit. People have quit on you. Yes. In unprofessional style. Yes. Yeah. I've had it. I've had it both where people have done it professionally and mm -hmm. I've had it where people have done it unprofessionally. And I can tell you that like out of respect for your job, for your coworkers, for the position, for everything, mm -hmm. for yourself, yep. you need to do it professionally. You cannot walk out of a job. It's ridiculous. Well, people do it and I don't get it because don't you need like a reference? Yeah. You know, I mean, absolutely. If you, like if, if Brett, you came to me, Hey, I want to be the, um, I want to be the board operator for small town scuttlebutt. I would say, well, well, you got some big shoes to fill, buddy. Okay, let's see your resume here. What kind of qualify? Oh, you worked at a TV station. Yeah. Air quotes. Okay, can I can I call the board of directors at 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 Medfield TV? And if you say eh, I prefer you didn't, because I kind of walked out on them, we're done. Like right. there's nothing to talk so, to you about anymore. But people do this. Yes, and one of the things that's actually like kind of a unspoken trade secret is in a reference, I can't tell you negative things. I can't convince you not to hire someone. That's illegal. I can't tell you that Rick, that yes. Brett walked out on me and you should not hire him. But there is a question that you can ask. Mm -hmm. And it's always the question that is the most important. Can Every ask, manager asks it. Would you hire them back? Yep. Yeah. That's the question. Mm -hmm. That's the question. Would you hire them back? And that is the most telling question. Sure. And if I if I loved someone, I'd mm -hmm. be like, oh my God, yes, in a heartbeat, absolutely. Yeah. If I didn't like someone, I'd be like, well, I mean, given, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, I would yeah. have to think about You've already it. answered That's the it. question. I've answered, yep. this whole thing could have been summed up right there. The thing is, like a bad reference isn't going to hurt you too bad, but a good reference is going to land you every single job you apply for. Can I tell you a funny story? I, back when I had a like job job, right, I was working at a at a... Uh, an advertising agency and I didn't know that I was a reference to somebody. They never even told me. Oh man. She was not a direct report, right? She was an equal. Like she, we were on the same level. So I shouldn't have been your reference, right? right. Like you would want a manager or somebody right. to be able to speak, but I'm just a coworker to this woman. But anyway, she never told me that she's, so this guy calls me and he's like, what do you think of so-and-so? And I'm like, who is, what? 
What's yeah. going, like <laughs> the fact? Just no, no solder. My my utter blindsided confusion told this guy everything, everything. he needed to know. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to take up your time anymore. Thanks a lot. And we both kind of laughed. And, yeah. And it was over. And and he laughed. And I and I swiveled around, walked out of my office outside. I'm like, you'll never guess what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that person? I'm her reverence. I didn't, yeah. She didn't give me a heads up. And I'm everyone like, else went, what? First of all, didn't even ask, right? Isn't right. That, That's weird. That is weird. So, so anyway. I had my mom's friend. This yeah. is when I was little. I was like 10 years old. Okay. My mom's friend put my mom as a reference. And her her boss. Like a person. So this is personal, not professional reference. Yes. This is a personal reference. Yeah. So they had like professional references and then they wanted like a couple personal references. Yeah. So they call my, my house. This is back in the 90s, right? We're yeah. talking like 99, something like that. So I'm nine years old. Yeah. And they call and- uh I answer the phone. My mm-hmm. mom was like in the bathroom or something. Yep. And so the guy goes, hey, do you know uh, so-and-so? And I said, yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, sir. Like, I know her. I know her. She's my dead mother. And they were <laughs> like, oh, she is. And and how is she? And he asked me the questions. Yeah. And I went off on like, what a wonderful person she is. Like, I love her. Like, she's our den mother. She does all this stuff. And he goes, you know what, young man? Like, I've heard enough. Like I know everything I need to know about about this person. He's like, "Thank you so much." And I hung up the phone. My mom goes, "Who was that?" And she was some guy asking about you know your friend. Yeah. And she was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I don't know." He said, "She's a nice person." She got the job. Yeah. He called her in the office and goes, "I called this house." And Brett answered, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And he was like, "You got the job." He's like, I, "That kid." Told everything that you, I ever needed to hear the, about you. She is now the vice president of that company. No kidding. Today, yeah, wow. <laughs> she just she just got promoted the other day. Well, she owes you a Dunkin' Donuts large America. Yes, for that. yes, absolutely. That, that's cool. That's great to put a kid. If you have a kid, because kids don't lie, like they'll kids tell you, don't, oh, lie. don't lie. You know, yeah, they'll be like, oh, I don't like her. She yelled at me. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that they, was great. They, I didn't even know what was happening. You just, oh, that bitch gives Neko wafers <laughs> at, at, at Halloween. <laughs> I was looking at some statistics and I wrote it down somewhere, but of course I'm so, Oh, hold on. We need to be accurate on this show. Like if we're not accurate, statistically accurate, Brett, I know you're, you're, you're tongue in cheek joking around, but this is, this is a major information. Yes. Um, highway. Highway. I was watching on 60 minutes a while ago, 20 million. And so see attribution right there. Yep. This is a legit stat. 20 million people quit their job in the second half of 2021. 20 million people. They were doing a bar graph of the industries, right? And I'm looking at them, hospitality, restaurant, you know, the the a career versus a job. Mm-hmm. Like I know some people are career bartenders. I'm not marginalizing certain jobs, right? Like this one needs a four-year degree or this one you need to have a master. You know, this one yeah. you just need a high school diploma. But the service industry, you know, the, the the ones where they don't need the higher degrees of education, those seem to be the jobs where this is happening. Okay. Right? Yep. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that chemical engineers are just quitting their jobs. Just out and walking out. Yeah. It's not the kind of person, like, if you invested your time and you went to college and got a, a, a master's degree or something or an MBA, you're not just going to. Well, maybe, I mean, financially, if you got the padding for it, sure you will. You'll give yourself a sabbatical, but that's not what these people are doing. They're literally walking out on a Tuesday, got nothing to do on a Wednesday. Right. I, I don't understand how that I And again, like, happens. I think it's wrong. I think you shouldn't be doing that. 
you should always have, like I said, irons in the fire, right? So whatever job you're walking away from, you need to have another opportunity lined up. Mm -hmm. Whether it's locked in or not, you need to have another opportunity lined up. So in my case, mine was a six-week process. I don't even, in my mind, I can't even put myself in a position where I would walk out on a job. Because even if things were awful, even if you were in a job where my boss sucks, my job sucks, I hate the clients, I hate what I'm doing, all of those things, you need to have open and honest conversations with your management about what is wrong why you don't like it, and then give them a chance to change. Give them a chance to hear you out. If they don't change, then you can walk out. Then you can start looking for another job. There's millions of people walking out of their jobs with no other jobs waiting. For, like They're just like, oh, and then I'll go get another job. And because there's help wanted signs everywhere. Right? right. And what's amazing is those people also still don't have jobs. Right? Like, yeah. Those people are still sitting on the sideline waiting to get back to work. Can I just stop right here? Because this is where I'm totally confused. You need money, right? So what? what what's everyone doing? Like, I have no the, idea. Like, like, I know that if you leave your job, you're forfeiting any uh, unemployment, right? right? But if you get laid off or if you get terminated, right, then you're qualified. Right. So, so to... To just walk away from your job. That's it's crazy. I don't know. I don't even know how that world works. I don't no. know how that world operates because for me, it's just not even in my purview. Like I, I need to work. I need yeah. to have a meaning. I need to have a reason for getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah. If I was to not have a job, I would lay in bed all day and it would drive me nuts. Yeah. Or maybe you'd get a podcast in your basement. I would get a podcast <laughs> in my basement. No, but I get that. Like, but like, like I'm a stay-at-home dad and I was like, boy, when the kids are in school, I'm fucking bored. Right. Right. Like right. there's really like when people say, like there's some people, there's moms out there will tell you, like you to think that being a stay-at-home parent is the hardest fucking job. It is not. It is easy. <laughs> it's cake. It's a cakewalk. It is, however, demanding of your time. Yes. And it's stressful in a different yes. way. Not as uh, stressful to the guy who needs to make his quarterly goals or got to fire the bottom 10% performers on my sales team. Like that's a different kind of real stress. My stress is the kids just ran in the house with mud on their shoes and we've gone over this a thousand times and I just cleaned the freaking floor. Right. But, that's, but that's, that's, a, but that's different. Stress? Your stress is yes, they have mud, muddy shoes and stuff, mm-hmm. but that's manners. That's respect. That's understanding like those little things add up to is my kid an asshole when he grows up or is he a respectable person? Like if your kid understands, like if I come into a house, I can't have money shoes because mom mops the floors. Yeah. That's also going to lead to. Oh, that's a sexist uh, generalization. No, mom doesn't mop the floors. Dad mops the floors. You're correct. You're correct. Thank you. I don't even mop. I swiffer. Yes. Thank you for correcting me. So whoever mops the floors, right? In my house, it was my mom and in your house, it's whoever I. I don't really care. Yep. But basically what it boils down to is if your kids have respect for someone just clean this room, I need to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Then later in life, they're going to respect the, the custodial staff. They'll respect the the secretary who's helping you line jobs up and they're not going to disrespect them. Right. Yep. All those things, they all add up. So yes, right now, of course, like your kids aren't passing in TPS reports to their manager right now. Right. They're walking in the house with money shoes. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah. They're trying to wake up and, and get to, to ballet class or whatever, right? Like, those are the important things. Hip-hop. They're, hip-hop. Yeah. Right, come on. Yeah, hip-hop. Whatever it is, right? So so that's, those are the important things.
important things. And that's mm-hmm. those things may seem trivial now, but they add up over time to being like, I have a young man who is a respectable individual. I have a, a young woman who is driven and, and got to get go get her job. Yep. There's so much reward in being able to be home with your kid and just be like, what, what's my job to raise these guys? Like, I'll take it any day over yeah, anything else. But absolutely. anyway, if you quit and you give your two weeks notice, most jobs are not even going to have you do the two weeks. They're just going to go, just go home. How many relationships do you know that some, the high school relationship that goes, oh, I want to, we should, we should go slow through this and we, we should like work through, no, clean cut. You guys are broken up. That's it. Clean cut. Get it, mm. get it over, get it done no, with, stop Brett, talking gonna, to each I'm, other, stop texting each other. You're done. You're broken up. I'm gonna, it's over. I'm going to have to disagree with you. When I let a woman down, mm. you know, like in college or in my 20s, I would always give them a two-week notice. <laughs> I'm like, you can only get this for two more weeks, so you better make it count. <laughs> That's that's the way you get them. That's the way you mm-hmm. know you want it. That way, when you get references in that, that's right. Hey, Sandy, how was Rick? How was you know Rick? What? He yeah. gave me a good two weeks notice. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. No, you want a good clean break. Give us two takeaways. We've talked about leaving a job from the manager perspective, from the employee perspective, the right way, the wrong way. We also learned about getting a spray tan and looking good and walking out with confidence. So give us like two two takeaways that that people can. Go about their day with, yeah. Right now, I, I would I would like to to do these two things. Number one is in your job, it's a relationship. It's a relationship between you and your manager, your manager and you, and you need to work on that relationship just like you work on any relationship, right? Uh, you need to care more about each other personally and professionally, and I think that those that that one thing, if you cared more about each other. That would build a relationship that's going to be a healthier one, and it's going to get everyone to work a little bit harder because they care a little bit more. So that's the first one I want is work with your manager, talk to them, and managers work with your employees and talk to them. The second is that you got to realize, I'm going to use my own quote that I came up with yesterday, (laughs) is you're not a cog in the system. You're a race car in someone else's racetrack. Mm -hmm. That is such, to me, such an important idea, an important contact, like your going to be driving that race car at any place. You need to win the race on that racetrack. You need to win that race Mm -hmm. because someone else is going to hire you for more money. They're going to promote you. They're going to do whatever, but you need to win the race on someone else's racetrack. You are a race car driver. Just drive your car as best you can. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good. Okay. All right, Brett. Well, that was awesome. I feel like if I were to go get a real job, I I know... (laughs) Wow. You know what? I want to make this a job. I, I mean, small, this I is a small. job. Well, it is. It, it's it's a, an enthusiast hobby thing that we're, we're taking it somewhere. People don't have hobbies anymore. People have jobs. People have created hobbies into jobs. Like we were talking about this. Every mom is yeah. now a screen printer. Every mom has a cricket. They're all screen printers now. Uh-huh. Every every dad at home isn't he's not a hobbyist. He he builds small houses. Like, yes, sure. All this stuff. Everyone's. Yeah. Yeah. This is your hobby. This is this is your job now. We're growing it. We're yeah. seeing what it can do. Full and, time. And um, I just feel like, uh, you know, and, and we're moving the needle forward. Our numbers are going up. We're getting more listeners. Uh, you know, we're getting good reviews. If we get stagnant, if it's not fun, we'll find something else to do or we'll, we'll totally shake it up. But anyway, okay, good. So it's a crazy world out there. Everyone's just playing musical chairs with the jobs. Stop and think about what you're doing. Right. You know, there's there's a right way. There's a wrong way. You have your own professional brand that you're you're putting on the line when you walk out on someone and um, you want to get a good reference. Right. And also the person that you're screwing over is a human being with shit going on in their world, too. 
And also, maybe you don't need to leave the job. Maybe having more open communication. Hey, so, so Brett, I'm feeling a little, uh, little pale. Can we go out to uh, get get a spray tan now? Let's do it. All right, let's buddy. do it. Okay. We'll set you. We'll set you up in one of the studios. We'll get you. We'll we'll get you a sun kissed. We're gonna do a sun kissed on you because that's like a nice, noticeable tan. Yeah, just break me in. Yeah, okay, that's it. All right, let me go get my uh, jock strap and I'll meet you out front. All right, for uh, Brett and uh, myself, Rick, this is Small Town Scuttlebutt. Thanks for listening, Scuttlebuds. We'll see you next week. Thank you.